Hello fam, welcome to another episode of my podcast, drumroll people, it's been a while, I know, I'm sorry, I missed you guys and I'm sure you missed me too, so shall we? Diary of the Preacher's Kid, Diary of the Preacher's Kid, Diary of the Preacher's Kid, the Preacher's Kid is hip, the Preacher's Kid is hip, okay fine, we're done with that. So I had a lot of things penned down to talk about over the past couple of weeks but i'm sorry that i've not done that i just had a lot going on but i'm back i'm better and i stumbled upon okay fine i didn't stumble but i met an awesome person he is a ceo of one of the biggest (laughs) strongest fabulous coffee on the wheels in nigeria yeah it's nigeria made and his ceo his own ceo is chief executive officer not like my own that my own is chief around gay chief around officer anyway we have a guest with us his name is mr olawale omotosho and i just have a few questions for him he's going to introduce himself and you know tell us his small inspiring story of the journey of his business i always love that story and you know how far he has come mr wali you're welcome yeah thank you thank you for having me thank you so much so um I will introduce myself, right? Yeah. So um, my name is Olawale Omotosho, and what do I do? Yeah. So I run Flair Underwear. It's not a big company, like they said. It's a very small one. The okay. What do we do? We make men boxers and singlets for now. But they are yeah. Everybody does boxers and singlets on the streets. You see them hawking them. But we have redesigned the usual ones to ensure that they are very comfortable. Like. Very, very, unless you are wearing the wrong size, tested and trusted, you would naturally not feel uncomfortable. You would feel comfortable watching. So, um, female brand, female lines coming soon. Yeah, so, to me. So, that's what I did basically. Okay, so how long has this been? No, before I even go to how long, <laughs> what was the frustrating thing that made you to move all the way from? <laughs> Okay, let's just start with the story of okay, what you were doing, what you graduated with, and what inspired you to come into underwear business. Okay, so um, I graduated studying biochemistry. I studied biochemistry graduated in 2015. Then, um, but basically, I was a tech person from scratch, like software developer and a web developer. Wow. So done a lot of jobs for different clients for about eight years then um i then stumbled upon underwear so wow i wanted to start my own tech business so while i was in school while i was doing tech it was just freelancing right so just one client two clients three clients so i wanted to start a tech business standard company as a whole so i was looking for funding i could not get so one of these days i got this amazing meeting fixed up I wanted to do so I was super prepared bought new pairs of underwears and then new clothes but climbing on bike it was just that was my box as well so the meeting was not comfortable but I went and I then go back home and felt like we could change all of this why could why shouldn't we have boxers that would not if I buy my right size so I then started doing research and thought of 
we design the usual boxers, the elastic parts, and then the crotch, and then make sure it is very, very comfortable. And that was when we started. And for three years, we've been doing boxers, and it's been amazing. So, you know, people want singlets because they want to buy boxers and singlets in yeah. the same place. So, we decided to give them singlets with the core value of providing comfort. Okay. And it's been an amazing journey. So, you're trying to say that these boxers of yours. <laughs> It's very comfy, like someone will climb bike, can wait around the house without feeling any form of, you know. Yes, comfort. yes. You, you are free to kick your ball around with your kids at home. You have no fear of the boxers getting torn. You are free to jump around in your office and like. Is there a particular length of how the boxers are? It's just, it's just normal because I feel that personally, if I want a boxers, I don't like my boxers to be like bum short. I want it to be like a little bit longer so that you know. So it's there are different lengths for different sizes. Okay. And these are the secret why it is comfortable. Oh wow. So there's length for somebody of medium or large or extra large and there's white there's there's a length for every part that makes mm-hmm. sure it is comfortable. So the design is perfect. Okay, so how challenging was it for you when you started? Because personally, I, 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 I still feel that I need a lot of, you know, mentoring and all that because the kind of business I do, I have to, like, people have to place order. So I have to, like, meet those. And I feel like sometimes I don't get up to the number of orders that I need for a particular, you know, day or a particular product. I would like to have people order for example my pancakes for let's say like 10 people for a day and i don't get up to that how did you overcome all those challenges i had to do with sales had to do with you know getting um funding for your business and all that i think why i think why a lot of people find me very crazy is because starting my business was i i don't know when i discuss with people when they start talking about the early childhood days challenges of their mm. businesses. I felt like those challenges were there. Those challenges just talked about were there. Okay. But they were not my focus when I wanted to do when I wanted to do okay. them. So I really do not count them as challenges. Okay. So my 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 focus were just two things. Make sure that the boxes are comfortable, which is value, mm. and then sell it to as much as possible. Because no matter what value you have, if it does people does not know about it, you would only keep the value, right? So there's no exchange of value, there's no money. Wow. As in that that's just the bottom line. Like, okay, you're selling value and you're getting the money for that value. But sincerely, um, the kind of things I do are kind of competitive. And yes, I give a lot of value for what I do. But the thing is not really about value. Now let's assume that you have given value, but you're not getting as much sales. What are the um, you know? What do you need to I do? Feel, I, I feel it's then time to redefine value. Okay. Value does not mean value does not mean your product. Okay. Sometimes your value is in your service. Oh, right. Sometimes it's in the quality of your delivery. Okay. Sometimes it's in the quality of your packaging. Okay. Sometimes it is the the class you are putting your clients. Oh wow. Right. So because no matter what you want to do in this life, somebody has done it before. You are not an inventor. Yeah. Right. You are never an inventor. Mm. Like there's a you are, you are just an inventor. Okay. Like doing it in a different way. way. That's why we are innovators, right? Okay. You are not the one bringing it up. Hmm. So a lot of people have done it before. All you have to do is then your value does not mean that you are providing this product. Okay. Your value is you redefine. You then have to at that point where you feel like there's a okay, lot of the next selling you need point. to redefine 
your value. Then okay. that would now be in your selling point, just like you said. And that is what you push and say that this is the way I do mine. This is the way I do mine. Okay. Right? So I, I heard that somebody does coffee in Akure, right? I drink coffee every day. As in, I can't live without drinking coffee. And I heard it does coffee in a very amazing way. Yeah, I heard I it has the notion that's not giant. Yeah, some have alcohol, some are non-alcoholic. I don't take alcohol. Okay. But I, I still have to go try one that does not have alcohol. And it was amazing. And I felt like I then have to start comparing. Should I drop the one I picked before? Thankful. Or should oh, I go to the other side? Oh, okay. And start redefining yeah. value. Not that I didn't drink coffee before. Okay. Right? Okay. Because in fact, you would not even get customers. Most times, you would not even get customers when nobody does what you do before. Oh, wow. The business of business is a business of basically making people what they already use mm. their necessities bringing mm. them onto your corner mm. it's like a boxing ring everybody has their corner right yeah. so everybody that provides these services have their corner okay. you then have to start and the crowd is in the middle and you're like yeah come to my side okay. now okay let's assume that you are, you are meeting that you've redefined your value and you're still not making as much sales as you like to um, I like to give an example I sell like very amazing pancakes like it's not just because i'm making mouse even my mother cannot make the pancakes i make <laughs> mommy no offense if you listen to this but it's just the truth the way i make it is just exceptionally different and it's different every time the one you take now is not the same one you take afterwards because i always build on the recipe now i feel that okay um marketing really has something to do with that for me i feel that i've done all the whole putting value unique selling point redefining value thing so what how do you think i can like market that aspect that people will see that oh really she's doing this like don't you think that marketing has is a powerful tool for that to happen yeah you you everybody needs to market everybody needs to market so marketing is basically putting yourself in the face of people and you need first secret of marketing is you need to be consistent about it you need to be consistent about it because for people to buy you people need to know you they need to like you then they need to trust you so it's a journey so you need to be consistent and i don't just pop up in your face and say come and buy so 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 okay i need to show you that this is what i can do you then need to look for me and and say oh so you do that i then need to tell you that these are the benefits of what I do. I don't feel like, oh, this benefit are sweet. I didn't like you. <laughs> I then say, so 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 person bought from me, is satisfied. Mister Beef buy from me, the person is satisfied. Mister C buy from me, the person is satisfied. Oh, I then trust you, mm. especially when one of those customers, somebody I know or somebody I respect, mm. I then say, oh, I then trust you. Mm. I then buy from you. I see. That's the journey of a customer. Okay. Okay. So, um, with all this, do you have returning clients that you feel that, okay, um, they've been satisfied with your services and your products and they keep coming back and, you know, what has been the take? Because, sincerely, I believe that um, satisfying clients is paramount and sustaining them because most of the times the people that you are able to um, sustain are the ones that actually bring more clients to you so how have you been able to what has been your review and how have you been enjoying the journey of your clients customer satisfaction in nigeria is hard or because um, um residual income disposable income for nigerians are very low because okay. um, 
Nigerians GDP per capita is like very very low. So what each family or each individual has to spend is very low. Okay. So that converts to the fact that Nigerians are naturally price sensitive. No matter who they are, even Dangote is price sensitive. Mm. Because it's just Nigeria. Ah, okay. Because everybody does not have so much money to throw around. I was thinking that that was a problem, but now that you're saying it, I, everybody I think... has. So it is hard for somebody to keep a loyal customer. Okay. Because as when the value of their money drops, when the value of the, their monthly salary or their monthly income mm. drops, mm. they are always looking for something cheaper. Okay. Because if they could buy five things with fifteen thousand last month, and the value of the money has dropped, they could only buy three things with fifteen thousand. What they want to do is find something cheaper so that they can keep buying five things. Wow. So it is hard to keep customer loyalty. Nevertheless, it is paramount for business people to satisfy their customers so that even when they see something cheaper, their mind is stick to the benefit they get from you. The benefit they know they cannot get with money. That's what keeps customers. Wow. Okay. That's for business. That's for business. Let's now go to personal something. <laughs> I like to, you know, because I studied mass communication. Okay. If you did not know, now you're knowing. So I like doing investigative journalism and all this kind of thing. So can you just tell us uh, a brief biography about yourself, your upbringing, and, you know? So um, I grew up with my hands. I know a lot of people say, hey, don't leave it. Don't go and leave it somebody. <laughs> me, I said I'm lucky enough to leave with somebody because my hands brought me up well. Okay. I was never maltreated. Like kudos to my aunt anywhere she is. Like kudos to never, her. Never, never maltreated. So, um, my aunt, my aunt really took care of me, and I grew up amidst two guys. Like there were two other brothers than than me. I was like people used to call me the last one of the house, even though they were not my parents. And um, the first one of the house, I became would I would also credit some of my own weekends to him. Okay. He, he was a genius and he was way older than me, like 10 to 15 years ahead of me. So wow. he would bring me up and say, Don't go play today. Come, come and listen to this documentary. Mm. Come, come watch this documentary. See, take this note, take this book and read. Teach me how to play PES, teach me how to play Monopoly, wow. teach me how to play shares, teach me how to do a lot of things. So, um, teach me how to code while I was in JS3. So, it was, it's, it's like, Part of my life, part of let me say, part of my smartness that everybody say, oh, that guy is smart, can be a, can can be traced back to the way he brought me up. Okay. Like we were sleeping on the same bed for years, for fifteen years or more, and he was he was just there for me. So it was then I did not really enjoy it, but really it's, it's really paid off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind I think so. Then after that, I think when when we then went our different ways, like. I think when we majorly went our difference was when I entered university. Okay. So um, that we did not used to see often anymore. So I, when I got into university, I already carried the, all those values he gave me mm. into school. So mm. it was like the bedrock of everything. Wow. Even while I was going to school, I just wanted to do something I would not be able to call home. Because okay. while he was in university, I remember when I was very young, he just goes in the beginning of semester and come home at the end of semester. He would never call home. My mom would be like, Hi BK. I hope he's not doing something illegal. <laughs> so when he gra- when he then graduated, he had a ball house, he had a printing press. Wow. Went in his final year. And I'd always be like, when I go to school, I want to be able to take care of myself. Yeah. Because when those days with the amazing parties, when he comes home, 
he can talk like everybody respects him. Everybody oh respects him when he's talking and wow. he says he doesn't ask for money. Yeah. He only says school fees. When he pays school fees, he's is even if you don't pay, he's going to school, mm. right? And whenever he's home, you would not really know that he's at home because he's always indoor reading. He plays game even though he loves book. He plays game. And you would never even know that he's at home. So he's very, very independent from a very young age. And I thought I took after him and felt like I need to do all of these things. So this took me through all my university days. And even till now, I I, I still remember those lessons and then go and see them every time. That's nice. That's nice. I wish I wish I had an elder one. I, I keep telling people that I was an experiment child. So I didn't really have anybody and I was quite stubborn. So I didn't want to listen to what my parents are saying. But we thank God for growth and here I am. So um are you planning anything soon? I know you're not tell us your age anyway, <laughs> but do we have like you know the LO what do young people say? LOM, oh, that's ridiculous. The love of your life. Somewhere. <laughs> now I'm looking I forward to or something like that. They always okay. like to say, okay, well, how is a love life? A Christian should not have a love life. People, I'm a preacher's kid. We should just do courtship and enter the marriage. So, is there a courtship going on? <laughs> Maybe a courtship in my business. <laughs> Just imagine young people are money these days. They're just focused on money. Okay, so uh, there's something that has been topmost on my mind. And, um, well, I, I regard relationship. I value relationships so well. And I make sure that I take advantage of my support cycle. They have, they have been a blessing to me. The blessing of, you know, the, the gift of men. I God has blessed me with that this year. So, I know you have like some people that support you. So I want to know, as regards to your support cycle, of course, it will change over time. And I'm sure it has changed over the past couple of years up till now. How has that helped you as regards to your business and your personal life? The growth from when you started and you said, okay, I want to be on my own. Do you have like support? Do you have people that you could say, okay, um, brainstorm? What do you think about this idea? Okay, um, uh, I need some funds and stuff like Did you have people like that around you from when you started to now? So my, my, I, I've always had a very close circle, okay. not so large. But a very close circle that we are always talking about business. I ensure that most of my friends. I used to say that I have, I I do not have twenty friends. I can call out and say let's go and drink okay. or let's go and club. But I have twenty friends. I can say I want to do a new business okay. and they will invest. Okay. At wow. least no matter what, they will drop something wow. and say yeah, let's go do it. Wow. Let's go crush it together. That's, so that's I've always had business guys, okay. but it always affects a part of your life then. You're always very lonely when it's not business. Mm. You don't have somebody to talk to. And sometimes you have some business issues you do not discuss with business guys. Not because the business issue cannot be solved by them. Okay. Probably you need sometimes. Business guys are always very logical. Okay. Sometimes you don't need logic. You need emotion. You just need emotion. Sentiment. But business guys will never give you that. They'll just okay, so- add numbers. Sorry to interrupt. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I just want to understand this. You are trying to tell me that your support cycle is only because everybody's support cycle is different. You get me, 
in my support cycle, they all consist of spiritual, social, business. Everything is in that cycle. But they are in different levels. I always tell people that my support cycle may, by the time I start listening, it may seem large, but I have the outer, outer cycle. I have the inner, outer cycle. I have the outer inner cycle and I have the inner inner cycle. The inner inner cycle, there they may even be 10 or more. I can't start listing them right now. But inside that inner cycle, I still have people that, okay, mentors, I can call from time to time to say, um, sir, I have this, what do you think about this and stuff. Spiritual business mentors. I have friends that are spiritual business social the ones that we need to hang out and not that they are not intelligent people they you can still tell them um, i was thinking about this and they'll give you ideas but in those different sectors so if i feel that okay i need to hang out and this is my person that is that falls under my business cycle cannot hang out i have the one from social cycle to pick from so are you trying to tell me that in your whole cycle there's no body there's like Let's assume that you feel like hanging out with if you not to talk about business, just to chill out that okay, you've been stressed and all that. You don't have that. Mm, do I? I think I just started like a week or two ago having those kind of friends. I do not have friends. I do not have friends. I really do not have friends outside spiritual and business. Wow. I really do not have social friends. That's... Like because it's Okay, in those days we used to think it's a waste of time. Like okay. I tell you, core business guys are radical guys. Like, mm. They are 40-summer. Okay, but you know that someone can embody all that, right? Yes, yeah, sure. It's not like my you can be guys spiritual, can you can be fun, and you can actually still be a business person. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you just decide that okay, no, those guys don't they can't just well, okay. <laughs> well, you can hear him. That's what he said. But as for me, I just feel that this life, you cannot come and kill yourself. For sure, you cannot kill yourself. Yeah, you so once in a while, you have fun. Although, I used to think that I was an extrovert. But I realized that I can have fun anywhere. I can have fun in my house. And there's something that a lot of people don't know about me. I don't watch TV. Ooh. Yep. I do not watch TV for any reason. And I keep telling people that TV comes to meet me on WhatsApp. What people discuss or whatever they are watching somehow lands even without me watching TV. And I still have fun. I can't remember the last time I watched TV too anyway. Yeah, so you see? Even maybe, do I have Maybe I'm becoming serious. Me, I don't have because I don't watch TV. So now we've met Onawale Omotosha. Nice to meet you. Is that you. all the name that you have? Don't you have like a middle name? A prefix, suffix, mid, middle fix? Flair. <sighs> That's not it. Yes. Everybody calls me Flair. Okay. So, Flair, what was the motivation behind the name? The name? Yeah. Huh. I know that every business people or motivation speaker or something, they used to pamper their story. Me, I do not pamper. I want to start pampering my story. A lot of people have it's asked me. It's not pampering, it's packaging. Packaging their story. Yeah. Do, I, somebody needs to teach me. I don't know how to package my story. I'll give it some tips. Because a lot of people have asked me that name. They felt it's just on point. Hmm. And me. No, actually, it's, it's like, is, it is, when you think flair, I'm not trying saying yeah. that to like 
quote your ego yeah. but when you think flair you think oh elegant flamboyant and comfy functionality is my core principle so when i was doing the tech business the name of the brand was flare up and it was meant oh. to develop softwares and websites and tech solutions that would provide ease i see so when i wanted to do flare up i wanted to provide something that would provide comfort okay. ease comfort i just brought the flare to it simple and people thought it was on point and i thank god that it's on point um just a tiny suggestion yeah when next you are going to like tell someone that story mm. you just make it sound like oh wow um mm. you know that flare sounds elegant comfy and flamboyant instead of saying when you See, I, I, I not get your point. No, but you just said I should give you tip on packaging. <laughs> and I'm trying to give you the tip. Okay, to well, that's it. I hope I remember. Anyway, um, um, the preacher's kid and her family members. Hey, fam, <laughs> appreciate you for coming to the pulpit today. To give the congregation your story and inspiring someone out there. Thank you. Um, Mr. Flair started with thirty thousand naira, and now he's a billionaire. Ah. <laughs> Jesus I want to be better than him when I grow up. <laughs> so, well, uh, I know that this episode is quite long. I'm thinking of working around 20, 30 minutes um, per episode so that people can enjoy the full you know everything of the preacher's kid as we go on and i'm actually working on two episodes per week uh i pray that i'll be consistent with that so thank you so much for joining us on this i'm still your faith preacher's kid every time anywhere Ugh. well i love you much love fam let me know what you think about this episode. Share, like, everything on all the platforms that you feel that okay to be impactful to somebody and to be an inspiration. Mr. Olawale Show Flair has been an inspiration to me. I hope it's an inspiration to you. Much love, people. 